0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center online radio network starring Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Tap into your fullest potential. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today?
1: Good evening, Scott. I'm great, thank you. It's great to hear your voice. You sound very chipper.
0: Thank you. Well, I'm always excited when we uh, when we have time together because I've really been enjoying everything that I've been learning about EFT from you and and I'm finding it very effective and, uh, and I'm just so excited that there can be such a gentle, non-invasive, needle-free, yet effective uh, healing system that works, which is just absolutely amazing to me.
1: Yeah, it's um, it. It always, I guess. Now, uh, for me, I'm always delighted when I hear success stories, and uh, it, it would be easy to be complacent, like, yeah, yeah, I know EFT works. But even this morning, um, I went to see my chiropractor, and uh, she, I gave her an EFT session, uh, a little about a week or so before Christmas, and uh, she and I addressed uh, a topic that for her was very highly charged and she had addressed it with um, a number of counselors in the past Um, and it was around the birth of her son And yet, and we started working, and she said to me, I have to tell you, I'm just so uh, jaded by this story now. I feel like I've said it a hundred times, and I'm not expecting this to make any difference whatsoever. Uh, And so she kind of set herself up in that way, and I said, that's absolutely fine. The very fact you're here is is a great step. Let's move forward. And uh, we worked on this particular issue, and there was a lot of resistance, and she kept changing the words that I asked her to repeat and that's fine because it's really important when we tap that we speak from our heart rather than a head place But one clue for me is, and and for the listeners who are perhaps working with a friend or a family member, if the person that you're working with keeps changing the words you need them to repeat, that's a good clue that they're resistant. Uh, Because changing the odd word is, of course, fair enough. Sometimes I might ask a client to say something that they don't understand or is meaningless to them. But if they're constantly changing the whole phrase, then I know there's resistance. (laughs) So after about 20 minutes, I said to her, you know what, don't worry um, about what we say, just say it anyway, because there's so much resistance going on uh, that you're not seeing the wood for the trees. And as soon as she let go of the resistance and just went with it anyway and repeated what I said, all these shifts started to happen. And by the end of the session, she said something extraordinary. She said she, it was as though she was looking into, into the past, into the event, as though it was in a glass box in front of her, and she was holding it in her hands, looking with interest and curiosity. Hmm, this happened. And there was no emotional charge. And why I bring that up is uh, when I saw her this morning, uh, she said, I am still flabbergasted. Uh, that I, as I look back on this event now, there is no charge whatsoever. It happened, uh, and that's all that I feel about it. And before she was filled with anger and regret and guilt and lots of other emotions, and she said, I never imagined that I would be free of all of that. I thought that was me. I just had to hold on to this around the birth. Uh, So you saying about how gentle yet effective it is, there's another example of how somebody's blown away by its simplicity. Because she even said to me, it is so simple, yet the impact it's made on me proves that there is something so much deeper as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful?
1: Yeah, it was it was wonderful to hear, and I love hearing those kind of stories. Uh, it, it really brings such delight to me.
0: Hmm. That's uh, That's absolutely amazing. So, one of the questions that I have, Annabelle, is you know because we've dealt with a, a number of issues um, over the past uh, you know ten episodes that we've done. Uh, they seem to be ranging from all sorts of different. Uh, like I can't pigeonhole them all in one little box and say, okay, if you have this problem, then use EFT. If you have that problem, then go do something else. And it occurred to me that one of the things that we've um, we've never really talked about are, you know, sort of like what are all the things that you could use tapping to help? Someone could use tapping to help them. Uh, deal with situations or improve their health or their um, you know emotional states or you know all those sort of things and I thought it would probably be of interest and of value to everybody if we kind of got an idea of you know appropriate places to use a f t and and maybe inappropriate ones if if such exists so Uh, I was wondering if we could talk about that today.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Scott. Um, I mean, when Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, created EFT, he said uh, the the sort of motto that went along with it was try it on everything. Try it on anything. Um, And that's because with EFT, there are no contraindications. So that means that uh, the worst that could happen is nothing, there's no result, we end up feeling exactly the same as we did before we started tapping. Um, But uh, when I teach my EFT workshops, this is one of the first things that we address because people are uh, maybe learning EFT for the first time and they want to know where they can safely go. So right. I think it's very important uh, to understand that with with experience and with confidence uh, we can address more complex issues. So for example, as the listeners probably know by now, I specialize in chronic and serious illnesses and disease. Um, and I would suggest that that's a complex issue. I mean, the very first mm, person... For sure. Yeah, because there's, there's so many layers to it. and. Uh, so, um, it's so multifaceted and, and, and complex. Um, and so when I started using EFT with other people, I certainly didn't um, work on people with a serious illness. Uh, I started off with more what we call simple issues. Um, and what I mean by simple issues, it doesn't mean simple, it doesn't mean irrelevant or meaningless or, or the, easy, yeah, or easy, that's right, or the kind of idea with, oh, well, this obviously isn't important. I, I don't mean that when I see simple. What I mean by a simple issue in EFT is something that is single-faceted. So, uh, for example, one event that happened uh, that we might work on and there is a specific technique and perhaps you and I will address that in another podcast. There's a specific technique that can be used for uh, single memories. Uh, So if somebody Mm -hmm. listening thinks, oh yeah, that terrible argument I had with my friend two weeks ago or that memory where I fell out of the tree and broke my arm when I was eight years old, that's a, a simple issue to tap on most usually. I mean, sure enough, yes, other aspects can come up from that. But most usually that would be uh, considered a simple issue. Uh, something like uh, how we feel in the moment. So I'm, I'm deeply saddened uh, by an event that happened yesterday, or I'm so angry about s- somebody or something. So an emotion that we're feeling, again, a simple issue. Or something like um, a phobia, um so uh, again phobias can be multi-layered they uh, can can have lots of aspects to them but most usually they're uh, easier to eliminate well it's
0: usually like a spider and if it's a, you know it's like just something that's going to scare you and it's not usually a spider and then when you fix that you find out it was really an ant and when you fix that you find out it was really a bee and then it was actually was a wasp and i mean it doesn't go on and on and on usually if it's a spider that's scaring you it's a spider that's scaring you and that's pretty simple right
1: exactly and of course some phobias are memory related so somebody may have a phobia of uh, i don't know well let's use uh, spiders um, and they may have no idea why Uh, so for example my mother um, is terrified of spiders and she doesn't know why she just always has been and we have done some tapping around that Um, and now she's okay around them she won't probably pick one up but she's all right she doesn't mind looking at them Um, me neither (laughs) And then there's there's maybe somebody else who has a memory associated to that. So when I was three years old, my brother put a spider in my bed and I jumped into it and I felt it crawling up my leg or something like that. So there can be people who who have memories. Again, another simple issue that can be addressed. Even though John put a spider in my bed, I accept myself anyway, that kind of thing. So these are uh, simple issues, um, possibly things like performance blocks too that can can be considered if they're one-off like i stood up in front of the school and um, i lost my confidence uh, to sing or something like that so so to tap on that may well overcome Uh, the the loss of confidence in uh, singing in public. Um, And then, of course, there are uh, more complex issues, and I would say things like addictions, and I include in that weight loss, uh, chronic and serious illness, uh, depression. Uh, So there are various things that are more uh, complex. And also in that, um, I would suggest things like bipolar schizophrenia. And this is one area where Gary Craig suggested we perhaps don't go where we don't belong. Uh, so I know there have been really fantastic inroads made into uh, using EFT for bipolar and uh, schizophrenia. Um, however, I would suggest Uh, For listeners that uh, it's it's very important that they have a full understanding of the conditions or perhaps even a medical or psychotherapy background. Um, And I've trained a couple of people who have uh, very effectively started using EFT for bipolar, schizophrenia, and uh, had some really fantastic results. But that's already been their field, so they have a good understanding of it.
0: Well, and I think that you know you bring up a, a really good point, Annabelle. In terms of uh, you know, again, because we're talking about how how what can you use it on, how can you use it? You know, there's kind of two groups of people that we're we're talking to right now. One is, oh, I you know like me. Oh, okay, let me tap and let me do the process and and uh, and deal with my issues or deal with my health and and that sort of stuff. And then there are people like yourself who are practitioners, and it strikes me that. Um, for people who are practitioners and and working on other people so you know that could be me with my son you know <laughs> uh, sort of thing too is and I think you make it just a great point here which is if it's an area that you're not really you know competent in uh, and you're you're working with somebody in that area it's if it was EFT or if it was um, you know some sort of chiropractor adjustment sort of thing and I saw my chiropractor do this to my neck so I'm going to go do it to your neck Uh, probably not a good idea right yes and so you you know I think and probably not that much fun either right because what I think of is I think oh I really like doing this so uh, those are you know I really like to ski so uh, you know if, if a friend of mine and I are top of a double. Diamond or a quadruple black diamond run, and we're both at my level of skiing, which means we'll probably break our legs when we go down it (laughs) or smash and crash, right? Uh, then we could be at the top and we say, okay, you know, let's do some tapping to at least not be quite so nervous as we go careening down this slope.
1: Absolutely. But, that, but, that, that's a great example, Scott. When we're in the moment, how can we use EFT to make ourselves feel better, more comfortable, calmer, be able to move up past this present block?
0: Yes. And, uh, and I think it's really important that, you know, if you're, if you're going to get involved with EFT, that you... Do it in areas that you're really familiar with, as opposed to just think you know doing kind of a shotgun uh, sort of effect. So I think it's great to make that distinction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get uh, a lot of emails saying, uh, "Look, I've just learned EFT, and uh, uh, my brother-in-law or something has bipolar disorder, and I'm I'm struggling uh, with how w- how to use EFT for this." Um, I think I do think that that's a very complex issue to start with, first of all. Um, however, something that perhaps they could address in that scenario is, "Okay, how does he feel day to day with this very complex condition?" And And if it makes him feel frustrated or angry or disappointed in himself or uh, blocked, then sure, tap on those immediate feelings uh, that that come up as a result of experiencing what he does. Uh, But then as far as uh, the the more deeply layered parts of the illness, then perhaps seek out more experienced help.
0: Right, right. So uh, what today's question is, what can you use EFT on? So uh, if I have the common cold, can I use it?
1: Yeah, um, lots of people. I mean, I've I've used EFT. Uh, If I've, uh, I always know if I have a cold coming because um, I feel a real irritation in the back of my throat, and it seems to go up my sinuses to the back of my nose. That's my key, my cue, so to speak. So I start tapping on that. So very uh, simply stating uh, that my body's run down and I have a cold coming. So sure, yes, you can do that.
0: Great. So so physical illnesses, that sort of thing. Um, if I'm feeling emotionally stressed,:
1: Yes, so in the, I mean you use the example of the skiing, or if somebody perhaps is about to go into a business meeting or they need to uh, give a proposal at work or um, give a talk. Uh, so I did some great work a year back with a, uh, very, uh, a CEO of a very big company locally to where I live. And uh, his main concern was addressing his staff every Monday morning. And uh, the, the group of staff would range from, say, 10 to sometimes 30. Um, and we, so we would tap on uh, that. Um, we addressed what it was like. Uh, when he did that uh, so and so we were able to uh, very gently because as I think I've exp- expressed to you the purpose of EFT is not to re-traumatize someone but I asked him to go back to the last time he, uh, he spoke to his staff in a group and what did that feel like so he kind of felt anxious as he described that so we tapped on that uh, and then of course a great question to ask too is when did this first start so he wasn't born nervous of speaking to his staff. It had to start somewhere. So what, what triggered this? Where, what was the first time you can recall feeling this way as you stood up to speak to the staff or to stand up to speak to anyone? And so he, he was able to uh, recall a situation. And so we worked on that. And once we had addressed that and he felt neutral about that past experience, then he was able to stand up and address his staff with ease. So yes, day-to-day events, uh, Scott, anxieties in particular and stress because I think above all EFT is known as a stress reliever. Most people describe it to newbies of EFT as uh, a a stress reliever. So any uh, stress, um, for example, if somebody feels stressed about uh, driving in busy traffic uh, or going to see a relative or friend that they feel... Apprehensive about then
0: tap on that, right? Right, so and what about people that are very maybe highly sensitive personalities where you know they can just like I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was a teenager, I remember walking into the living room and my parents were in the living room and my dad was reading a book and my mom was reading a book and I sort of just came in, hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm going out, see you later, and I was gone, and my sister came into the room you know half an hour later and uh, it was like she ran into an ice cold wall and when she saw me she says oh you know mom and dad they just had this big fight and i don't know and everything she got all this stuff just from the the, she was so sensitive to where my parents were whereas i was totally oblivious I don't know, whatever they're reading a book what 's the problem right and she walked she just sort of walked in and whoo walked out right so you know we know that it, we all have varying degrees of sensitivity and at varying times we're more sensitive and, and less sensitive but you know we have there are people that are very, very aware of how other people around them are feeling to the point where it almost uh, makes it very difficult for them to um, to, to, to be relaxed I mean they're stressed out because of it right they're highly attuned people
1: Yes. Well, this is a, a topic that is very close to my heart, and thank you because I think we've got a great uh, podcast topic in that. I'll write that down later. Um, I believe that I have a highly sensitive personality. Um, I would suggest that many, if not the majority, of the people that I work with also have that. Uh, and I've done uh, numerous teleclasses on this, um, and I—it's I, it, something I feel very strong about because um, a lot of people who are very highly Uh, sensitive are inundated because they're in a perpetual state of overwhelm uh, because the lights are too bright, the noises are too loud. A look from somebody just as perhaps your sister experienced or the energy in the room uh, or the facial expression or body language of someone is just um, is taken on and uh, most usually someone with a highly sensitive personality takes that on as their own, with almost leaning towards it's my fault that they are looking that way or there is this energy Um, and uh, also highly sensitive people are are very highly empathic so they feel the pain, they feel the hurt um, and they're seeing things through the other person's eyes and that's why EFT is such a beautiful tool in this way because it's not our fault and we have such a gift to offer the world that we see things and hear things so, so brilliantly and brightly, and a lot of people I work with uh, say things like this drags me down, or it's a curse. Um, and I can't move forward and I can't grow and it's draining and I understand that because I've been in that place too and we can use our gifts being highly sensitive Um, and and EFT can help us turn it around and reframe it so we we can learn to understand that we have a lot to offer the world so yes in answer to your question uh, EFT can certainly be used um, for aspects of the highly sensitive personality
0: Cool. That's well. That's great news for those of us that are highly sensitive, and for my sister.
1: Yes, I mean it, because we can feel so uh, overwhelmed and adated that it's draining, and uh, we we feel as though we are being the, the plug is being pulled perpetually uh, because we're just in that state of uh, almost there's too much. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, EFT can be used for that.
0: And so and the one last one that I want to just bring up too is is like chronic illnesses because I know that that was how a big part of how you got involved with EFT in the beginning but uh you know Things like cancer or heart disease, or is there a role for EFT in those areas?
1: Uh, yes. Well, certainly, I mean, one thing that I was always taught when I was training to be an EFT practitioner is we never suggest that we can cure anything. Um, and so I always uh, suggest to my new clients that EFT will help us overcome all the hurdles that are in our way uh, when we are experiencing a chronic or serious illness. Um, So uh, as far as cancer goes, the way that I have used it um, with my clients is uh, in very practical ways. So uh, physical, um, physical symptoms that are going on, responses to chemotherapy or radiotherapy, and then, of course, alongside that, all the fears and deep stresses and hurt that is experienced, possible anger as well, um, a lack of self-acceptance that goes on um, when somebody is diagnosed and is dealing with all the changes that are going on in their body. Um, so certainly uh, it can be used in, in many different ways then. And indeed for any serious illness, it can certainly be used on the physical pain as well as all the physical symptoms. But I must urge listeners to understand, because I think you and I have addressed this, we must get to the emotional drivers first. So tapping on the physical pain or the physical symptom is great. Uh we're gonna get permanent results when we address the underlying core as to why we're experiencing what we're experiencing in the first place.
0: Right, right. Awesome. Well, so, well, thank you very much for that, Annabelle. So if somebody wanted to talk with you more about how they could use EFT to uh, deal with whatever is going on in their life that they want to deal with, uh, or just learn more about EFT, what should they do?
1: Uh, they can certainly go to my website, Scott, which is www.theeft.com. Healingcenter.com, and I've got articles on there and some audios and uh, written tapping transcripts. Uh, And of course, I do offer still um, a complimentary 30 minute uh, phone session. So if anybody has any questions, how to get started with EFT, if they're interested in working with me as a practitioner, uh, then uh, sign up for a 30 minute session and I'll be happy to work with you. Wonderful.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode, as as I certainly did. And we look forward to seeing you next time.